Hello, this is Nikki, Mindset and Life Coach, and you are listening to the Mind House Ball Podcast, where we are on a mission to normalize normal conversations, get comfortable with our mental health, and provide space for growth, learning, and empowerment. Thank you for joining us, and I'm so glad you are here. Hello, 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 Ross. Hello. Yeah, good. How are you? I am so good. Please give a little introduction. So, uh, my name is Russell. Um, I am 44 on Saturday. I'm so old. And um, I, <laughs> I'm really bad. I um, have recently gone through quite a, a challenge from a mental health point of view. Um, which I'm really happy to talk to you about today and, and, and kindly hopefully that experience and some of the stuff we talk about will encourage um, you know as a guy uh, you know I was kind of brought up to be really strong and really masculine and not talking about my problems but I'm mm-hmm. hoping that you know I can encourage people to open up and and not kind of keep us all in and, and, and really reach out for help. Amazing. Amazing. Um, also, I didn't realise it was your birthday coming up. So happy birthday for Saturday. Yeah, thanks so much. I shouldn't have said um, 44, actually. It's 21, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 21. Obviously. 21. 21 for the 14th time. Yes. <laughs> your math is very good. And was that right? I don't know, actually, but I'm rubbish at math, so I've assumed that you were really good working out that fast. I don't think it's right, but it doesn't matter. I, I was going to say, if that was right, that is quick maths as Swansea says um okay um great introduction and I'm so 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 happy that you are on here sharing this information because um obviously we've been working together and um for the past what three or four months months? yeah three or four months I would say um and it nothing makes me happier than seeing you in this place oh why am I getting upset <laughs> oh, why are you getting upset I don't know um, I'm just I'm just super 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 proud of you and everything that you've done and I know that you're you sh- you've never seen me get upset <laughs> no, I know that you sharing um this story is going to help so many people so um first of all thank you for trusting me and letting me share your story on here but also this is going to be less about me and way more about you and your experience and what you've got to add so um do you want to just share a little bit of your experience maybe start from wherever you want to start from fine okay so um i suppose i'm going to try and put three years into two minutes but basically (laughs) um i'm very career focused and um, the last three years have been quite a turbulent ride, um, whereas I thought that um, roles that I would go into were dream opportunities, um, and unfortunately they weren't, and I've had some extremely bad experiences with um, leadership over the last three years as well, 
where I've been really let down. And um, I suppose that's had <clears throat> quite a big effect on me because uh, in, I work in kind of the corporate social responsibility world, which is basically helping people and using profits of companies to make a difference to communities. So I go to work just to make a difference. And when there are obstacles in the way, it's really frustrating. Um, and um, I guess compound with that, um, sadly, uh, probably two years ago, I lost my mum to cancer. Um, so we found out, I think, on, on September 2nd or something, that um, she had liver cancer because she went really yellow out of nowhere. And then um, six weeks later, we lost her. Um, in that time, um, we had to organise my wedding with my wife. My wife and I organised a speed wedding where we literally had like two weeks to plan. In fact, I planned it. My wife is useless at planning. So the only thing Michelle had to do was turn up on the day. I mean, I gave her a call sheet of where she had to be. Um, <laughs> and um, she always has this laugh with me about um, that I put on it in the holding area at this particular time. She didn't do that, by the way. And she was late. Um, and it was the most amazing <laughs> wedding because my mum, she was like, my mum got to see us get married and we got married at Manchester Art Gallery, which is beautiful, and then had a dinner afterwards. And loads of my like, old contacts came together to help out and stuff. Um, but it, it was amazing. The video from my wedding, um, that my friend put together is just fantastic. Um, but we really missed her um, afterwards. The funeral was really hard. And then um, it's just been, it, it, losing both the parents, I lost my dad a few years before, is quite difficult because there's been times when you think, I just wish I could talk to my dad or I just wish I could talk to my mum because my dad was very emotional uh, and very like me. So it was always quite easy to talk to him. And my mum was super stubborn, bless her. So uh, I think that's where I get both those traits from. And then <laughs> um, obviously, um, you know, you always worry about some mistakes you might have made in the past uh, and uh, stuff, which were kind of always haunting me a bit. Um, and I just found myself getting into more and more of a kind of place where, I just couldn't breathe. I felt like I was in quicksand of uh, worrying, uh, anxiety, and it was just constant. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, essentially, it just led to, um, yeah, quite a bad, you know, four months of um, mentally self-harming in the sense of really bad thoughts all the time, uh, not sleeping and stuff. So, yeah, it became um, quite a sad existence for a long period of time. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. And there's pieces of that story that I didn't know as well. Um, and so where would you say, what would you say was the turning point for you where things started to get really bad? Um, I think, so obviously the pandemic at the moment is affecting every single person on the planet. Um, I, like everyone else, um, was working from home, looking off. Uh, I got a role with a national charity raising money to help people affected by that. Uh, and we raised 95 million in 25 weeks. I raised 24, I helped to account manage 24 million of that money, which is fantastic. But as, um, as that contract was starting to come to an end, I, I was really starting to struggle with, because my mind wasn't occupied. So I'd, I'd just stopped doing the things that were good for me. Like I stopped doing yoga. I'd stopped um, kind of going to the gym because I used to train uh, twice a day 
So I'd run, I'd go to the gym, and I'd just, my wife and I always go for a walk, because um, we live in the country, there's loads of fields and forests, we'd always walk around, and we'd just have a laugh, and I'd just stop laughing, I'd just stop smiling. Um, and uh, I just, I think the turning point was when uh, I knew that I wasn't going to get a full-time gig, uh, which was probably, I was told in, I think, July, that I just, it, that was the probably the, full, um, the spark that ignited this huge kind of ball of mental health problems that just all came to the head at once. And I just mm-hmm. couldn't cope. Um, and I just, um, I just went to a really bad place. Okay. And looking back, if you could change anything about which, what action you took, would there be, be anything that you would change or make different? I mean, I, I stopped, stopped existing. Uh, and I know so many people are probably going through, you know, really bad days and, all, and frustrating days and stuff. And by no means am I, I wouldn't say that, uh, you know, I'm never going to be anxious or I'm not going to have a, a day where I'm sad or something like that. Mm. But um, I, I just think that... Um, I wish I'd started to talk to people. So even, my wife is the most amazing woman. Like she has stood by me through everything. And I, I even stopped confiding in her. So basically um, I'd like stay up till like 4 a.m. and she'd be asleep and I'd just be sat there overthinking everything and worrying and um, and just holding it all in. And, you know, I noticed that like, uh, I'd stopped eating well, so I'd started to put on weight, uh, and I just, yeah, I just, it was kind of like loads of things were creeping in um, that I'd never had done before. Like I wasn't, I, I, I'm, I'm quite picky with my food, so I'm really like, when I go to a restaurant, I'm the worst person to go with because I'm like, oh, I don't want that, can I have that with that and stuff like that. But I'd started to eat foods that were probably even not good for me either, like mm. fast food and stuff like that. And because I wasn't sleeping at all, I was hungry at really weird times. So I was having like meals at 4 a.m. Mm. Um, and because my anxiety was going all the time, I was literally hungry all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then I just, I, I spent most, you know, there were days when I just uh, would sit here all day and just have too much time to think. And, you know, obviously you get quite sad and, uh, and mm. stuff like that. And, you, and you're always living in the past or your future, your disaster forecasting for the future. So I was never in the present and I was never relaxed. And if I went anywhere, I always took it with me. So I just stopped going to places. So I, d- I think it was a point where I didn't leave the house for about three weeks or maybe more actually. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was really sad. Yeah. And um, I, I don't want to stay on this topic for too much longer, but I just want to add on to that that um, we, it, it kind of got really, really, really intense for you at one point, right? And you was experiencing a lot of um, really unresourceful states with your anxiety, with the sadness. And it was deep, it was dark, it was lonely. There was a lot of emotions there for you, which um, really put you in a bad place. Would, would you agree? Yeah, I mean, there were nights where, um, so we, so there was one night in particular where um, things got really bad and um, I was just, like Michelle can, uh, can kind of 
snapped me out of it. Uh, I mean, she was trying everything. Um, so, um, and I wasn't breathing, like, so I was breathing really shallow. So not deep uh, and not focusing on my breath at all. So all the work I'd done in my yoga, where I focus on the breath and I kind of use that to kind of, because your mind can't be in two places, it can't be anxious and then calm, but if you breathe, it calms it down straight away. You taught me that. And um, I think at one point, uh, it was like 4 a.m. I was like, who, I need to speak to someone. So I didn't want to just sort of, because I had the sort of flight urges where you want to just get in your car and just drive and, and stuff like that. And I didn't want to do that because I, I knew it would upset Michelle also. I wasn't really in a fit state because I was so anxious. So I remember texting you at 4 a.m. praying that you were up. And thank <laughs> God for time difference. On, in, in, on I know. Of, right. Um, and I just remember that it was a space where um, and I know my wife wasn't judging me, but it was nice to be able to um, to, to talk to someone. I remember um, you kind of literally listened and then you just snapped into this mode of, right, we need to get you out of this anxious state. Um, and that was the first time, I think, that I'd reached out for help. So I'd existed and that was my normal state for probably, I'd say, three and a half months. Mm. and then I know we'd had we'd had a couple of calls but because I wasn't even probably giving you a full picture for you to be able to help me because I was in such a bad place mm. and then that call changed everything because I was like I can't live in this existence anymore so in that moment you know you sent me an amazing uh meditation piece that I listen to pretty much all the time and you just got me I remember going back to bed and I slept for like two hours it was like the best two hours I've ever slept Mm. but as with all will do that <laughs> yeah right I mean it put me to sleep straight away um, but as with all as with all um mental health stuff sadly it was a band-aid for a massive wound that just mm. it still couldn't it, it was like sort of, it was like a paracetamol for a headache so it helped for that day but then I knew that the next day I'd have to face that all have over to face again. It again and it was like a pattern of you know I'd have two really horrific nights where I'd maybe sleep for a couple of hours mm. and then one night because my body was exhausted and that was my pattern for quite a long time. Yeah. How long would you say? Probably, I'd probably say three months, probably four, yeah. actually probably four months and um, there, were, there were some times that my body was just so exhausted that I'd just shut down but I remember yeah. I was um, working really hard for a charity and um, I was just exhausted quite a lot of the time and you, you're mm. trying to focus on being the best you can. But sadly, mental health doesn't care where you, whether you've got a job or whether you've got commitments. Um, your mind can be so cruel. If you, and, you know, I was letting thoughts, such irrational thoughts control me. And um, th there's a song that um, uh, my wife and I, well, she, we, we listen to quite a lot. And it talks about, she wishes she could wipe the grief off my face and um, the, you know, she talks about a mind being, you know, such a, can be such a horrible thing and it can create amazing things. But for me, I was just letting it, I was letting irrational thoughts just destroy me. Um, okay. How would you, what would your, what would your one piece of advice be to somebody who's listening to this, who's, who's in that situation? What do you wish that you knew? I wish I knew that um, people wouldn't judge you. And I wish I knew that um, talking to people was as 
cathartic for, uh, as it, you know it's life-saving basically i remember literally um my wife took me to uh the lakes um and we were in a um you know we we're in our lake house we were in a house and, and and stuff like that and um i remember just literally talking and it's the first time i'd taken a massive leap to be able to open up and and kind of really talk about uh, some of the things that were I was struggling about and I thought that she was going to run out the door and, and, and that was it but absolutely not the case and and it, it was the same with you know obviously you help people all the time but and, and, and everyone faces different problems but I thought the same I thought oh you know like you're not going to be able to help me and I don't deserve your time and your energy but I was like that with everyone and what I've learned is is that um, if people really care and really invest time with you, they'll. It doesn't matter what you throw at them. So don't be afraid to um, to be weak with people. Don't be afraid to you know to cry. Don't be afraid to to kind of talk about things you're scared of other people hearing. Because I'd I'd rather people opened up than get to a situation where they're um, in, they've hurt themselves or they're not here anymore. I mean. Mm. I'm not I'm out of the woods yet I'm working really hard and I'm making sure that I'm doing all the right things I'm exercising loads uh, eating better I've got a dog coming next week fingers crossed um yes. she's beautiful yeah but that talking I, I mean Michelle and I talk all the time um and we talk about everything and I've got a rig of mate my mate Rick and my mate Adam who literally are at the other end of the phone and who, who will literally listen to me to say I'm worried about this and they'll just they laugh at me but not in a sense of it's not like I'll say I'm worried about what's going to happen I'm worried about whether the dog's going to like me <laughs> and if you, throw, <laughs> if you throw food and you throw love at a dog it's going to be fine but yeah. um, you know being out of work at the moment is you know I'm sure everyone, a lot of people face this challenge and when you're as career focused as ambitious as I am it's really hard but it, it's not going to be forever and I've now mm. learned that this isn't this isn't my forever state this is just a temporary state unfortunately that's not been created out I haven't done anything to create the state mm. so I suppose it's about letting it just pass over you which is really hard because I'm you know financially you worry about will I be able to pay the bills will I be able to support my family but everything will work out but please talk don't don't sit there like I did overnight just on your own just holding it all in because you know, it, it's not, it's really not good for you. And I wish, um, I'd, I wish I'd opened up so much earlier, so much sooner, instead of thinking, I'm a guy, I'll just keep it in. Or even with mm -hmm. therapists going, I, I'm not going to talk to that particular, I'm not going to give that therapist that side of me. You know, you need to be, if you're struggling, don't worry that people don't judge and will just help. Do you think that there was an element of, um, you being male and your upbringing, which had an impact on the reason why you didn't start talking about it earlier? Yeah, I think that being a guy, I mean, I've always been quite, uh, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I've always been quite emotional. But I still think there's an element of, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want people to see me like weak or sad or crying. You know, you've got to be the strongest version you can. But honestly, like it really upsets me when you know I've got I've got loads of male friends that 
Um, I didn't even know that they were struggling, and I only find you find out like when it's when it's quite far along. And and I wish that one of my, one of my mates would have said, you know, can we have a chat? A year before it got to the point that it has now, I wish I'd done that mm. with some of my mates. Like my two best friends were really like. I think they were really upset that I didn't go to them. And not, they weren't angry, but I just put barriers up. And please don't put barriers up because if you're if they're your true friends, they'll stand by you no matter what and they'll they'll carry you through mm. and they'll take that burden on with you and help you see it's not it's not a problem. Whatever it is, it's not a problem. And Michelle taught me that as well. Like be doing stuff together, face, facing stuff together, whether it's with your friends, your family, your you know um, brothers, sisters, girlfriends, wives, whatever, is the best way to do it. Like sadly, you can't beat this alone. You need the help, and you need kind of like a tribe behind you that will carry you through. Because yeah. it's that energy that um, makes you think, okay, I'm a good person. These people are fighting for me. I need to fight for myself. Mm-hmm. Totally. And um, it, it, you're so right. It does come down to that. There's so many people that are, that are there and waiting to support you and your family and your friends. Of course, they're going to give you the time. And of course, they want to give you the time. Um, but what we often do is get so far deep in our head and in our thoughts where we convince ourselves that our friends and our family don't have the time or don't have the energy and they don't want to hear it. But um, it's it's incredible that you, you have got to this place where you can look back and say that's totally fabricated I totally created that story up and believed it it's not true and you know now you can advise from that place um, so I think I think that that's amazing and I do believe that everything happens for a reason and now you've got that story to share and to tell and to say look I was lucky that I got to this place um, and share your experience, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I'm really lucky. I've, I, I've, you know, I don't know if, I mean, I would hope people find people to talk to. You know, it was by a twist of fate that I think we met and, you know, I, know. I just, I, know, totally right? I saw you, <laughs> I saw you at a polo event once in South <laughs> Manchester and then followed you on Instagram and then we just started chatting and, and you were just, what you do as a person or as a business, um, you just give your everything to help people and um there was no judgment so it you know it's it is really hard to sit there with someone that um you know you, you've not spent that much time getting to know and, be, and open up but the space that i suppose you gave me was i mean it was first of all it was endless it wasn't like okay we've got an hour let's talk about it in an hour it was i think you would have stayed on that phone all night to save me from the state I was in. And that's priceless. And I hope that, that, you know, I hope that this encourages people to reach out and find people that they can talk to. I mean, I would encourage anyone to have a chat with you should they be like in this situation um, and get a plan. Because I, I will honestly say this, you and Michelle, saved my life from a point of view of just getting me out of the sad state I was in and being able <laughs> to smile again. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very I'm eternally grateful. And, and listen, I know this isn't a, um, about how great <laughs> you are, but um, trust me, you were dead Thank easy you. to talk to. 
and it was um, refreshing to be able to just pour it all out. Um, and because uh, you're in the future, it was fine. You know, it wasn't <laughs> like you were sat in front of me and stuff. But um, yeah. you know, you were you. Were, it, it just really helped. So you know Thank what you. what you do and the time you invest in people is remarkable and uh, admirable. And I'm really grateful for the time you gave me. Uh, and honestly, this is why I do what I do, and um, I really appreciate that. Thank you. It's so lovely to hear. Um, but I've said this to you over and over, and, and it's that we we can't solve our own issues from the level of thinking that it was created. So, like you said at the at the very beginning, how um, you we got on a call and you you was telling me you know you was in this really awful state and you wanted to you didn't want to be in this state anymore. And yeah. I specifically remember a call where you was telling me that you had anxiety in your legs and you couldn't walk and it was heavy and all this and I don't know if you remember yeah I remember that call. I was stuck on the couch I was like literally I just it's yeah. like it was waves going through my body and, and, it, it, and, it, and it was it was mm. it was just numbing you know I, and yeah. I didn't, and, but I'd had that feeling for so long and, and just mm. accepted it and and, and it would usually take about three or four hours for me as a person to be able to just let it ride out but mm what you taught me and the help you gave me mm. you know was changed it changed everything yeah so this is really important to, to talk about because um often we think that when we go to a coach or to a therapist or to talk to talk to somebody who works in this profession and who knows how to deal with emotion the stigma around that is that we have to talk about you know um how we're feeling and it's all about sharing and oversharing and it and I think that you would agree that I never really pride. I don't, that's not what I do. I don't pride to, to take and take and take. You just have to tell me your emotion and your feeling. This is generally with any therapist or any coach who works with emotion. We get the feeling and then we work how to create that feeling from an unresourceful state where unresourceful means that you don't, you can't see a solution to a resourceful state, which means that you can see options, you can see ways that we can move on. And that's what we do. That's what we did. We didn't really ever go into the past. We didn't really ever delve into emotion that wasn't in the present moment, right? Would you agree? Correct. So it, it's, it's, it's progressive and it helps you obtain the tools that you need to implement then and there to help you move forward so the only reason I'm sharing that is that is basically to to just for anybody who's listening who's experiencing you know anxiety or any sort of physical emotion that's trapped anywhere in your body and it's holding you back in an in an unresourceful state a therapist or a coach a coach who works with emotion will not make you go further into that emotion we will work to remove it and to help you move forward and that's that's the whole point of it, right? Yeah, I mean, it really helped. I, I don't think at that time, you, uh, if someone would have gone to tell me about what happened 10 years ago, <gasps> tell me about, yeah, you know, right. Uh, right, uh, right at that moment, you don't, you literally knew that it was, what it, how is that emotion serving you? What's happening? Um, and what can we do to change it? I, yeah. However important it is that some people obviously do need to talk about the past and there's a space for that. Correct. I think it's really important that you, 
what it's that emotion at that time and obviously that emotions linked to grief memories what have you but you were able to cut through all of the, the, the swamp of awfulness and just yeah. get to the heart of what are you feeling right now and how can we change that state and, yeah. and that was amazing and you now have those tools that you can use over and over and over again right yeah and i'm still you know i'm still learning there are times where I think, oh, I'm letting this beat me. And I remember my training of breathe through it or does it really, how does this emotion serve me? How does this thought serve me? And if it yeah. doesn't, then there's no point. I remember, I think you posted yesterday about people and being around the right people. And, you know, if they don't, if they mm. don't serve you, what, what do they do in your life? How do they, how do they add value into your life? Mm. Uh, and, you know, there are some, you know, there are definitely, when you when you look at your sort of list of friends or Facebook or whatever, there are definitely people who I spend less time with, um, because does it does it serve me well? I don't know, uh, and maybe that's also because everyone's busy. But I'm also making sure now that I'm surrounded by people that add so much value into my life, um, and the same with emotions. Like I, I don't like it when I don't, now I'm like no, that doesn't serve me. So it, I, there's no point. Mm-hmm. And I've got a long way to go, but you've really given me the foundations to think about uh, to think about that and to be able to react to it. Yeah, amazing. I it, I, I remember the first time you texted me and was like, um, it was like a pos- I can't I can't. Did you text me? Did you call me? I can't remember. I hadn't heard. No, I, I remember we, I texted you. Oh no, it was on Instagram. I sent you a message saying, um, I think I might need your help. No, I mean. I mean, um, when you told me that you was in a really good place. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, like, I think I've still got it, actually. Yeah, I was we like... We hadn't spoke for, like, I don't know, maybe a week, maybe 10 days. Yeah. And I just got this message from you, and it, and it was like, I was like, who is this person? Like, well, I think I made a joke. Just... Yeah, I think, I I think you did. I made you laugh. And, um, and, and, and I, I, that helps, like, honestly... I feel like I'm getting my armor back. I feel like I'm getting more of me back because, you know, my wife and I went away to the lakes and um, Michelle's quite clumsy when it comes to stuff. And, you know, <laughs> she did the thing where she was trying to have this picture taken on this rocking, like just on the shore of a lake and she fell in the lake. I just remember like laughing so much. I almost peed. And it was so <laughs> funny. Um, but like... Oh. Yeah, I remember coming back and, and saying to you like, "Oh, I'm, 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 I'm smashing it!" Like, I've had like such a long run of days. I think it's 25 days where I've had such positive thoughts and and stuff like that. And um, you know, there are times when I'll sit there with Michelle and say, "I'm worried about this," or "I'm worried about I haven't got a job yet," or "I've been," you know, there's a couple of interviews, uh, uh, opportunities that I've said, "Oh no, sorry, you're you're not right for uh, a modicum of reasons." But I go, well, that's not a right opportunity for me and that's not a path right now. So whatever will be the path will present itself. Mm-hmm. But, um, I've only been able to do this because kind of like I've, I've given myself the opportunity to, or I've, I've allowed myself the opportunity to kind of open up and listen. Whereas before it was very much, uh, no, nah, that's not for me. Whereas now it doesn't serve me. It's not right for me. Amazing. That makes me so happy. It's like that you've had a whole mindset shift as well. And, and I think yeah. 
um, yeah, it's, it's just incredible to hear. And I absolutely love seeing this version of you and, and um, seeing, I, I'm so excited to see what, what's going to come up for you in the future as well. So I know that obviously you've been having job interviews and I also don't want to skirt past the fact that you have one of the most incredible jobs. You, like you said, you work in CSR, so you're fundraising all the time and how much did you say? 24 million? 24. So um, we, what we raise as a team, I'd say 95 million. And as an account manager, I think, uh, or as relationships, uh, managed 24 million of that. Insane. Um, which, uh, which I know in this current climate, when you see how much it's affecting people, is amazing. But we couldn't have done that without the strength of the people around me and stuff. Mm. It was a collective effort. But, you know, to know that, that that's almost like, it's something now where I think at the time I was like in such a dark place where it didn't matter. Now it matters. Mm. And, then, and those are people I'll never meet and never know. But um, I'm happy that I was able to do what I did to make a difference to people at that time. Yeah, you have such an incredible job and you are absolutely fantastic at it as well. So I've got no doubt that you are going to be back into a role very, very, very soon. Into the right well, role, though. So We're going to wait for the right one. We are going to wait for the right one. <laughs> um, what do you think the main thing was that helped you overcome your mental health experience over the last um, few months? I think proactively changing my state. So I've gone through three months of being in the same house and um, uh, just really struggling with not going out and stuff like that. So... Um, Oh, Nikki, someone's at the door. Can we just pause for one second? It's okay, run. Go, go, go. <laughs> I guess. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I'll just talk amongst myself. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, go on there. <laughs> Here oh he is. God, I'm so sorry. Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> So it's sorry. Always Amazon. No, it's okay. Always Amazon. Honestly, Zoom calls. Um, where were we? <laughs> um, so you were saying proactively changing your state is something. That yeah. So, um, so I've been sat here um, and I've not really gone out. I've not really done anything. Um, so Michelle and I had made a decision to go to the lakes, and honestly, I'm not. I know not everyone has the opportunity to kind of just up sticks and go. We're going to go and stay somewhere for a week and what have you. I was very lucky uh, at Michelle's parents. I've got a place up there and, uh, and I knew that if I could get out of my stay, I knew that I'd be able to impact it straight away. And the first couple of days, I remember I hadn't done a walk or any exercise for like, for, for months. And on the, we got on a Saturday and a Sunday, we walked 16K around uh, Dermot Water, like a lake where, where the house is. And I remember at the end, I was like dying. I was like so exhausted, but and my feet were just blistered to hell. But and I couldn't walk the next day, which was a treat. Um, but <laughs> changing, changing my state literally made a massive difference. It was almost immediate. How did you do I, that? So um, getting out of the, uh, where I was, just doing things that were different uh, and, and talking. Um, and I was just... I was a different person. The minute we got out of here, like I, and I love our place and, 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 you know, I'm really happy here, but because of where my mental health was, it became almost like a bit of a prison. Mm. 
Mm. And as soon as I was able to get, you know, train my mind straight away to go, actually, you're in as fresh air. I mean, we were very lucky, the sun was shining. So I would, you know, I would sit outside in the morning having breakfast, just writing stuff down. And, uh, and I remember I'd not obviously not slept very well for weeks, but I remember the first night that um, I slept straight through because sleep obviously is such a major part of, of any recovery or, or, or maintaining your health because I wasn't having much. I was just exhausted all the time. But I remember by the Wednesday, we did this huge walk and I was just felt myself shaking off more and more stuff as we were going. I was talking um, and, and we were doing job applications together. So I really, I went from being almost like on my own, uh, emotionally not talking to someone to being so invested in that and talking to someone all the time and and mm. just making sure that if there was a problem I talked about it if there was a thought I was worried about I talked about it and then it just disappeared to the point where we went um, paddleboarding and um, there's nothing like falling into a glacial lake <laughs> freezing cold um, to sort you out I fell in three times Michelle didn't she's much better than me. <laughs> But I also, I, I get, I, you know, I did stuff that I wouldn't normally do. Like I'd never normally do that. I'd yeah. never normally do stuff that was fun. I'd just lock myself away. And, um, but it doesn't have to be paddleboard in a lake. It can be getting out and talking to someone. Mm. But changing my like physical state massively impacted me, allowed me to change my mental state pretty much straight away. Amazing. And that was literally just from changing your environment. So the physical environment that you're in, but also allowing yourself and giving yourself the space to communicate with your wi-fi yeah for sure but obviously i must stress you know like i don't want to seem like oh i was fixed straight away you know yeah. there's still you know there's still a lot of work for me to do to stop myself worrying about you know last night i remember saying to michelle oh yeah i hope the dog that we're getting likes me and all that sort of stuff and i'm worried <laughs> about that but yeah. it, it's just irrational stuff but mm. um i you know I, I'm on a journey to get better uh, and it seems to, you know, it seems to be going really well um, and I'm very lucky and I just hope mm. that if you're in a state where you are struggling, uh, I just hope that, you know, you reach out to people like Nikki and, and, uh, and, and other people out there because it will massively start to impact pretty much straight away. The more you talk, the better you get. Yeah. So true. So true. Um. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, just that, you know, if you are, if you are in a situation where you're not quite ready to talk or, or you're not quite ready to talk to someone, you know, or there are obviously services out there all over the world that are there to set up to support anyone that's struggling. So mm -hmm. please don't sit there at 4 a.m. Uh, in the By state, yourself. you know, yeah, by yourself, you know, there's, there's people that, um, whose job it is and who kind of get up to do, you know, their whole be reason for being is to, to save lives and to, to help people that might be struggling. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. this pandemic has created a mental health plague, which, uh, it, you know, will, the, the true extent of it, sadly, is probably yet to come um, and, uh, and sadly, maybe more job losses. But um, everyone's in the same boat, so please don't think you're alone. Um, mm -hmm. 
because I definitely now don't feel alone. I just, you know, even if someone reaches out to me to talk, you know, to ask for a, ask for a, ask a question about, well, how did you do this or where did you go? I'd be, you know, I'd be like, okay, here's Nikki, here's a number, call her at 4 a.m. She's always up, she lives in Oz, it's going to be great. But um, I just uh -huh. would recommend people reaching out to you. Thank you. That's really great advice. And um, something which you touched on earlier, which I think is really important to, to talk about as well, um, just to round off, is that, um, like you said, you are on a journey, you, you don't feel like you're out of the woods yet, but it's, it is a journey. And the thing is, with your mindset and your mental health, there's a lot of contributing factors which will change whether you're having a good day or if you're having a bad day and contributing factors are largely out of our control because it's it's things that happen externally to us so for example we will be naive to think that you know we're not going to experience loss or we're not going to experience bad days and because we are it's life we can't avoid those challenges of life but what we can do is is have a proactive approach and make sure our attitude towards our mental health is like you said earlier proactive and putting ourselves first and if you feel because you'll know you'll know when when you you feel like it's getting too much or your plate's too full or you're having more negative emotions than positive and for me the key measure is um this is one of my questions that I ask my clients all the time. If you could tell me out of a percentage of a hundred, how much in a day you've been experiencing negative emotions. And if it's over yeah. 80, then, you know, that's obviously a sign, a cause for concern. And then if you ask over the two week period, how much have you been experiencing negative emotions? And again, if it's over 80%, um, I would highly recommend going and seeing a doctor and um, you really need to go and see somebody who can help you with that. Um, so just having that proactive approach, but also being aware that we can't delete negative emotions. We can't delete sadness, anxiety, grief. We cannot delete any of these things. But what we can do is learn how to challenge them in a really positive way. So all of these emotions teach us things. That's what emotions are. They're there for us to feel and to learn from and to grow from. And um, you unfortunately have been through it really through some really intense deep and dark emotions but you've learned and you've grown and now you're on this journey to 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 totally level up your your mindset and all other areas of life and I think that um the fact that you've even said you know your mindset has started to shift into more of a growth mindset where you can see options you can see choices that are available to you you can see all of these things that are happening and and there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I mean, it's it's almost like the colours back in the world. Where it's gone from black and white, and you can see like the swing of sunsets and stuff like that. You can it it just changes everything. Um, and it's interesting. You know, it's really important about what you said about seek medical help. You know that a doctor's there to support you and um, i'm not saying that um anti-anxiety or antidepressant medication is for everyone but there are resources that they will be able to suggest so please don't because i didn't talk to my doctor you know my doctor um uh, because i didn't want to end up on anything like that um and then we had a conversation and it, it wasn't to be put on medication it was just like where are the right what's the right resource uh, and stuff mm. and having it so you know we, you know, that's important for you to be able to also reach out as a resource available for help and to support mm -hmm. you. Absolutely.
there's so many resources there's so many people and services and literally waiting for you to give them a call literally waiting for you sure. to contact them so um the first the hardest part is taking the action and then once you've got that taken the action you can acquire the tools you can get the help you can get the support and and get yourself out of that place nobody wants to stay in that place and don't inflict any more pain on yourself by not taking the action right and i think what's really important is uh, and i suppose if there's anything to you know listen, i know we've talked about if you're going through it but if you're a friend of someone who's going through mental health problems or struggling um it's not just about that immediate text you know they'll need ongoing support ongoing. be there for them all the time you know i know i know that everyone's got their own lives but honestly my friends have uh, have massively helped me and it means a lot have, right yeah have given their it means it means loads of giving their energy but not just like a, a one text and then i've not heard from them again they've invested mm. time to make sure i'm okay and that means a lot so please if, you know that's maybe where your energy needs to be at that time for that period you know to help that person so yeah. they'll need that support amazing i totally agree i totally agree it's not about the initial it's well yeah the initial reach out but making sure that you're supporting that person as much as possible yeah, be, like be relentless said, be relentless yeah. in your energy to and, and there'll be days where you get really frustrated that a person's not doing something to make a positive change because mm -hmm. it's going to, everyone's on a different journey at different times and different speeds, but mm -hmm. don't give up. Don't give Never up. Never give up on that person because you're, you're really helping them. Totally. I love that. Thank you so much, Russ. And honestly, nothing makes me happier than to see you in this place. And I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm really grateful. I can't wait for you to meet my new dog. Please <laughs> God. And uh, honestly, thank, thanks for helping. Tilly, thanks for helping and uh, thanks for being there. Of course, of course, anytime. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. This is literally going to help so many people. Um, so. Any last words? Um, I'm going to go to the gym. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's my, uh, yeah, do some exercise. It's really good for you. It's massively yeah. good for you. Yeah. Totally. Okay, thank you so much. I have loved this conversation. So proud of you, so happy for you, and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, thank you so much, Nikki. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on our Are You Okay campaign, and I really hope this conversation helps you realise that nothing is out of your reach. If you feel like you are struggling right now, please reach out to a friend, family member, or medical professional to seek help. I promise there are so many people waiting for your phone call. If this was helpful, please reshare on your socials and tag at Mindhouse School and don't forget to leave us a review.